Hello, and thank you for checking out This Is Just a Phase. I'm your host, Jonathan Kent. Just a few quick reminders before we get started with this episode. I want to remind everybody that they can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. You could also head over to This Is Just a Phase on Facebook, where I have uh, information about past and present guests, as well as music videos, tour schedules, merch opportunities, and whatever else we feel like throwing up on there. Um, if Facebook isn't your thing, you can go over to my Instagram at jonathan.ket.311 for a lot of that same information. Also, do yourself a favor and head over to this is just a record label.bandcamp.com and check out brand new releases by the Prozacs, as well as Gatlin and Letters, and two amazing compilations as well. Um, also, with all that being said, um, I wanted to take a moment to uh, thank everybody uh, who's been very patient with me over the last month. I've been very slow to put out releases. Uh, I have some personal things going on in my life. Me and my wife are in the process of buying our first house. And we hit a couple snags along the way, um, amongst some other things. So I've been a little bit slow getting episodes out. This is this is actually only the second episode I've released this month. So I just wanted to take a moment uh, to thank all my listeners and fans of the podcast for being so patient with me during this time. Uh, So thank you guys again so very much. And uh, lastly, uh, before I start with this episode, I want to send out my thoughts and condolences uh, to the family and uh, friends of John Ramon of the Ukrainian punk band, the Baseball Bats, who passed away a few days ago. Uh, I just want to send out my heartfelt condolences, uh, especially to his two young sons, um, as well as anybody who's had the opportunity to get to know him uh, over the years. Uh, I never met him personally, but uh, I had correspondence with him, and I knew what a hell of a guy that he was. So I just want to take that, take this moment to uh, send my condolences and rest in peace to John. Well, with that being said, Jay, take us away. And you've got no self-esteem There's a hole inside your head With no future to be seen Let's go Let's go Let's go Every day wake up with the same old On this hard-hitting episode, I get to sit down and chat with AJ West of the Youngstown area hardcore band Nervous Aggression. We chat about a slew of things, including the career and beginning of the band in East Liverpool, Ohio, being able to play with his brother Blake, him moving to Youngstown and his love for the city, local bands that we both have a real affinity for, and venues that we both dig a lot. We also chat about him briefly living in Columbus during the early part of the pandemic. He shares some funny stories, as well as talks about Nervous Aggression's brand new EP entitled Friends, which is available on the band's Bandcamp and streaming services August 31st. We also chat about the subsequent tour that will follow. So sit back and toss a few back 
with this episode of This Is Just a Phase. Here's the track called Attack Slasher Band Sucks from the band's 2016 release, This Is Ragecore. Please enjoy. Hello, AJ. Hey, what's up? Hey, good, man. Thanks thanks for joining the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. I'm really excited for this uh, conversation, man. Yeah, man, me too. Yeah. Um, I just want to let you know, uh, I first came uh, uh, across your band, uh, God, it must have been 2016. Oh, I man, it's hard to hear that. <laughs> uh, uh when, when you put out this is rage core yeah yeah and, damn uh, dude yeah that was a while ago yeah and i i became a big fan of your band and uh really went out of my way to uh, check out the stuff before and after and yeah uh, you know you you being from the same area roughly the same area that i am it's yeah just a bonus See that's and that's something I've always tried to like do with this band because we're our general area. I'm you know, I just remember growing up, you know, a lot of people just you know, there's the crabs in a bucket mentality. I yeah. think is a big part of it, but there's also just like it's a depressed area. Everybody's bombed out. Everybody, nobody has any dreams or aspirations, and it's like you can't do anything kind of mentality like oh that's for those people that's not for us like any yeah. kind of like passion or uh any drive to do anything bigger than just like go flip burgers or whatever or you know obviously go to college but like i was never gonna go to college i fucking hated school oh can i curse yeah you're fine dude. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, i fucking hated school so much and just yeah i just wanted to prove a point that like no it does not matter where you're from like, if you want to do something, it's just maybe you have to work a little harder at it, but you can do it. I always get I always get excited, though, when, when I do come across a band and they're geographically pretty close. Me but <laughs> you don't know where they're from first. You just you base it off the music. Yeah. And then the bonus is like, oh, fuck, dude, they're 40 minutes down the road from me. Like, that's fucking rad. Like, that's... Oh, man. To this day, I mean, I get more excited about, you know, bands from even really anywhere in, like, Ohio, PA, West Virginia, really than anything else. I mean, there's plenty of bands, like, out west and, like, out up by, like, New York and Boston, obviously. But, like, if there's, if there's like, that little tri-state area specifically, 
I'm just yeah. like super like immediately ride or die for them. Like even if they're not my favorite genre or whatever, I'm immediately on board. Exactly. And that's the same way for me. I, I grew up in uh Sharon, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. That's like it, right next to Youngstown, right? Pretty much. Yeah, like yeah, like uh Ten, about 10 miles east yeah okay right there on the border but um i grew up in sharon so my first my first uh good first bands like in the local area were all like youngstown bands because i had friends that lived lived in like the hubbard area right and this was like the late 90s so i was getting into stuff like mr yuck and the poison control i was getting into stuff like kitchen knife conspiracy Oh, okay, man. Um, I was good. Those were the first like wave bands, and then, <laughs> yeah. like, of course, crowd deterrent. Right. Um, but those were my like. Okay, so I associated Ohio and Youngstown with hardcore because that's right. what I was getting experienced. You know, that's what right. I was checking out. And then you know, I had friends who would go up to like Oil City in Meadville, Pennsylvania. Yeah, and there was kind of like this pop punk borderline emo scene that were going on. I don't know if you remember the Twerpentines, but um, they had like this kind of pop punk emo scene, basement scene kind of going on. Um, okay, very like DIY, all ages, like right in the basement. You know, asshole, asshole to elbows, right? And, and then eventually, like, and I moved to Newcastle, and Newcastle started getting a scene, but. The Newcastle scene was more metal, but I was playing in punk bands when everybody else was like playing like new metal. So like yeah. it was like, yeah. really bizarre. I, like that kind of reminds me. Like so, I grew up. Uh, it's funny you say Oil City. I was actually don't tell anybody because I got Ohio tattooed on my arm, and I'm like a ride or die for Ohio. I was okay, actually born. I was actually so don't tell nobody. But don't, don't, nobody. I was actually yeah, but I was born in a uh, Oil City. Oh and, shit! Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was born. I think Franklin, Franklin Community Hospital. Anyway, uh, born in Oil City, but I moved to East Liverpool, Ohio, when I was three. And see, I stayed. That, that by that, that by and large makes you an Ohioan, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I don't remember Oil City at all. But my other than when I worked for I worked for like a freight delivery company out of Pittsburgh for a while, and I went to Oil City a handful of times. Other than that, I have no memory. Yeah, it's just it's all it's, it's always been it's always been you know Eastern Ohio for you. Pretty much East Ohio and Northern Panhandle, West Virginia is pretty much that's pretty much what I claim. Yeah, because East and, Liverpool's really not that far from West Virginia, really. So my last house I was in before I moved up here, I was one block over, and then there's the river on the other side of the river's Chester, West Virginia. Yeah, I was gonna say so, they're 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 so like you get you get down like in like the Steubenville area. Mm-hmm. And it's just like from like what like Zanesville down, like you're relatively like right there on the on the board. Yeah. So Steubenville is about thirty ish, thirty five minutes south of East Liverpool, right on the river. Yeah. So where East Liverpool is, if I go, I'm not even exaggerating. Literally five minutes in one direction from my old neighborhood. Five minutes in one direction, I'm in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Two minutes across the bridge, I'm in West Virginia. Oh yeah. So it's like it's right where like West Virginia's northern panhandle like splits Ohio and PA and it's right at the tip of that even. Cuz if I go to West Virginia, I drive an extra 5 maybe 10 minutes if that through West Virginia and I hit PA again. Yeah, that's so, so crazy how like it's all connected like that. There's just Yeah, it's a weird it's a kind of an odd region geographically and but uh yeah, so growing up in East Liverpool like I remember I don't I don't know if anyone has ever heard of this these industrial bands i remember like trip pants and fucking black eyeliner was all i was exposed to outside of froggy 104 so obviously i gravitated towards that and there was this band called disown i don't remember where they're from but they would come play the teen club downtown liverpool all the time why do i know that name there was this really like industrial goth really honestly like i i listened to their old cd i don't know if it's nostalgia goggles but a few years ago, I found their old CD, and it like fucking solid music. It's nothing I would like jam out to really today, but like it's it holds up musically like were really they, fucking well. Were they a Habit band? I have no idea. I was like thirteen, maybe last time I saw them. I was like twelve, thirteen. Because I remember going to their like, shows, like, like I remember the shit out of them. I'm sure. 
yeah, like I remember when like Cost of Christ and them, they were on they were on Havoc. Mm-hmm. And I think that was I think they were big or no, not Havoc. Um uh there was the other label that was out of West Virginia uh, uh Profane Existence. I have I honestly have no idea. I don't think they're I think they were from Ohio, but I'm not totally sure. I think they might have been from like Cleveland area. Oh, you know I I, I I honestly have no fucking clue. Like, I, I've tried to track some of the members down on Facebook. Like, just to be like, hey, man, I'm that, like, dorky kid that fucking crawled up your ass every time you play. And they were always, like, super nice to me. But, yeah, that's like, not, like, certain people, like, like certain people are, like, I go, like, I'm just, like, dude, like, I don't even think you understand, like, yeah. how much, like, I enjoyed your band, like, like when I was growing up. And, like, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, well, the, and of, some... of course, they're like, oh, we, j- you know, thanks, but we really, like, they tried to, they're real modest about it and shit. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, I, I guess that, I mean, I'm at the point now where, it's, you know, I'm not going to say shockingly because we've worked really hard for a really long fucking time, you know, but I, I never thought I would actually get to where I'm at now. But, uh, I, I get that sometimes now. And it, it really does make me feel good. I, I can see where, like, some people it could be kind of awkward to hear. And at first it is, but I don't know. Like, we've we've gone through, like, my band, Nervous Aggression, we've gone through so many phases and just so many lineup changes and so many, like, I mean, we're a completely different band now than we were when we started. I was going to say, you put out your first release all the way back in 2013, so you guys have been gone yeah. for nine years. Yeah, exactly. Well, even before that, technically, I was in a band, well, I started the band when I was like 15 years old, and we used to be called The Reprobates. Oh, and okay. we had two shows, both at Friends Grandma's house. Both of them were like mostly shitty Ramones and Black Flag covers with like one or two <laughs> original. And Sounds like every other hardcore punk band, right? <laughs> I th- yeah, yeah, you know, but it's just weird coming from like the foothills of Appalachia with the fucking split red and black pants and a mohawk and studded vest. Like, fuck you, man! It's like, dude, what you- go go fishing or something, kid. What are you so angry for? <laughs> but, <laughs> because I but, live like, around here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was, oh man, yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely not all fucking Tweety Birds and you know beautiful scenery, exactly. But, um. No, I just, I, it's punk rock. So my older brother, Blake, who I'm, shout out to Blake, I'm sure he's listening to this, is who, he got a drum set. And I literally, I, I was a guitar guy. I wanted to play guitar. The only reason I switched to singing was because I was the only one in the band at the time who would. I had my friend at the time, this dude, Mike, I haven't talked to him in a thousand years. But we would just jam in Blake's room. For like, I'm not exaggerating, like six to eight hours a day, almost every day after school. And we have Mike stay on the weekends and we we just play like none of us were formally like I played saxophone in marching band in high school. But outside of that, I had zero formal training in music. Um, so just everything was self-taught. So you can imagine all that work. It took a really long time before we can even like play a coherent song. And so it was just practice and practicing and practice. Practice on practice. And we had fun doing it, though. That's the thing. Like, where we're from, I mean, you know, you can run around and, like, you know. I, I was never, I always say I was never a bad kid. I was just ornery. Like, yeah. I was never, like, full-blown, like, fuck someone's car up vandalism. But I was definitely, like, you know, just, you know, I, I don't know. Somebody's <laughs> tires, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, some dumb shit. shit. Like, yeah, make your friends laugh type stuff. Like, nothing too crazy. Gotten a couple scuffles here and there. Nothing serious, though. Yeah. But, uh, you know, um, but yeah, outside of that, there's, like, sit at home, play video games all day, which is nice once in a while. But, like, I wanted to do something productive that, like, I could be proud of and after doing that, and then Mike left. He was a weird dude anyway. And then uh, my my <laughs> friend Theo, my friend Theo joined the band, and he's actually the one who came up with the name Nervous Aggression. Awesome. Um, yeah, and he, I mean, he unfortunately passed away a couple years ago. But sorry um, to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he was the best guy ever. But we, he and I remained tight. He left the band after a few years, but like he really was instrumental in starting this and like when we started getting shit, we actually started playing shows in Akron all the time. I had no idea. Even when I was like 18 or 19, I had no idea any punk bands existed in Ohio. And then I came across like fucking, 
crowd deterrent. And I was like, what's going on here? Yeah. What is this? I was like 18, I think, when I found them. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then one of my older friends showed me Violent Fence, which to this day is like one of my all-time favorite bands. Oh, I know. Um, I know those guys. They play fucking, a lot with my friends. Yeah, I fucking, yeah. Oh, my God. So, like, I was just like, holy shit, like, there's actually punk music in Ohio outside of when the casualties come to the garage shop in Cleveland and shit. Mm-hmm. We first we we started playing Akron at this place. It's no longer up. It's, it was called a uh, Old Haunts Tavern, and we played the hell out of that place. Then got into Annabelle's, and then I don't know. It just started kind of growing from there. We started playing Pittsburgh. Started playing Cleveland a couple of times. And so you guys, so you guys in the beginning, you guys weren't going to Nyabingi or the Royal Oaks or any of those places. No, couldn't get in really. Um, Violent Offense put us on, I think, like one or two of their shows when they were active, but they were like also kind of inconsistent and stuff. I yeah, know, that was like, you know, like, like 2008, 2009. Yeah, and yeah. that was like right around when we were starting. So, because I remember when the first time we played with them, they had like a new drummer or whatever, and I don't think he lasted too long. Yeah, so you um, would have missed, and you would have missed Nibing. You would have just, you would have just, just missed that that era. Yeah, Youngstown. yeah, yeah. I pretty much, I didn't. We didn't start playing Youngstown regularly until Westside Bowl was open for a couple of years. Oh, okay. My, my dad was part of a bowling. My dad and mom split when I was real young, and he moved to Youngstown forever ago. So I've been coming up to this area a lot for pretty much my whole life. Yeah. Um, but my dad was in a, uh, my dad's, he, he's, he's a lot like me. He loves hanging out at bars and shit like that. He's a party guy. Yeah. And he's, he joined a uh, bowling league just to get him, you know, just for something to do. And one of the, one of the times his bowling league went to Westside Bowl. And my dad's, <laughs> my dad, I remember being, and this is like years and years later, we already like have some tours under our belt. We're like really starting to pick up steam. And, and my dad's like, hey, I played at this bowling alley. Maybe you guys could, like, get a gig here. And I'm kind of like, no, I don't lie. I'm, like, rolling my eyes. I'm like, yeah, okay, dad. Like, you know. And he's like, no, seriously. It's it's this place. It's on the west side. It's really cool. They got, like, they have bands there all the time. And then he showed me, like, their Facebook page. And when I saw their logo, it was, like, the black flag bar with the bowling pins. I'm yeah. like, oh, shit, maybe we could play here. So. <laughs> and now I'm like a regular there. Ever, my man. I mean, for sure, that, if that didn't teach... Well, that also taught me, too, my dad really understood that, like, no, we're not just some... You know what I mean? Like, I think it's hard for anybody's parents to get what they're doing, you know, especially, especially if it's something like punk rock where it doesn't really have much of a turnover. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm lucky enough to have both my parents are like, pretty supportive and like hey man as long as you're able to pay your bills and like live your life like do whatever makes you happy so i was lucky in that aspect too when i played in bands it was like my dad came to shows my mom it wasn't really my mom's thing Mm -hmm. so but like my mom was never like why are you wasting your time playing bass in a punk band and i'm like you know she she never did that she was like okay this is what john's doing yeah, he's not my out mom, there. Shit, my, those five, six, seven, eight-hour practices we had in the beginning, those were at my mom's house. We lived with my mom. She never once, until it was time to put our younger, my, I have a younger brother who's eight years younger than me. Until it was time for him to go to bed, she never cut us short. Mm-hmm. You know, she let and we're, you know, we were in a decent size, but a really old house and up in, you know, my brother's room. So we're, like, right in the middle of the house, and she's just downstairs, like, folding laundry, trying to wash her off the fill and shit. (laughs) (laughs) She never, But she never once complained at us, never once made us stop, never once, like, you know. You know, after, like, the five-year mark, I think she's like, do you think you guys could practice at Theo's house? (laughs) Like, (laughs) well, she was, like, really reasonable about it. More than reasonable. Or some shit, like. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, uh, playing with violent offense. Yeah. Um, did you ever play with a band from Newcastle called Dead City Dealers? No, but I've heard of them. I was gonna say I've that's my uh, that's my best friend Sam and my brother-in-law Chris's old band. Okay, and they yeah, were kind of like violent offenses, like Big Brother band. That's probably where I heard of them. Just like seeing like old flyers and stuff, like creeping on violent offenses Facebook and stuff, seeing what they because that's kind of what you got to do. You got to like poach, like okay, where are the bands that I like playing? And who are they playing with? Like, if and, I can't and, play with them, like, let me hit up these. So that's probably where that's buried in my mind. And that, and when I, and when I was doing the uh, the hardcore comp, which I want to remind you, thank you very much for for being a part of. Again, um, I, I just I very much appreciate anybody taking the time to give a shit about what we're doing. You know. Yeah, and I wanted, I wanted, you know, my my partner in the labor label is is. He plays in a hardcore band. He's been in hardcore bands for from the time he was in high school, mm-hmm. and um, he he brought he brought it to me. He goes, "Hey man, how, how do you feel about doing a hardcore comp?" And I'm like, "Okay, you know what? How many bands do you know?" And like we're putting our collective heads together of trying to come up with a list of hardcore bands that we knew, and mm-hmm. we're like, "Okay, that one broke up. Boy, they really kicked ass." And mm-hmm. I'm like, and I have more of more of a pulse on what's going on in Youngstown than he does because he's from uh, Mercer, Pennsylvania originally. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have more of my pulse on what's going on in Youngstown. So I like knew you guys and Race Ride 59 and mm-hmm. uh, Cold Concrete and all those bands. So it was, and then he was getting me into stuff like Neighbor Dan and, mm-hmm. and some of the Pittsburgh okay. stuff. Yeah. And we just put our collective heads together. And the, the one thing that I loved so much is like even the bands that are no longer together, you know, bands like Nightmare Mode, who was my buddy, uh, my buddy Ammo's old band. And he's mm. in, uh, if you ever heard of Gamora Heiser? I don't think so, no. They're, they're on the comp too. They're like, gr- they're like grindcore. Okay. Um, um, I just, I don't know. I wanted to hear bands be represented and i wanted it to be like kind of like a like a scrapbook of like here's some bands that are still together here are bands that are together but here's a couple that are you know kind of maybe afterthoughts of some people you know right you know nobody's talked about violent offense in 10 years but i wanted the song youngstown to be a part of it yeah it's got i mean that's that's the song right there that kind of for me, made me kind of look at Youngstown as like, you know, one day I want to be there. It's, you know, again, coming from East Liverpool, Youngstown's the big city. You know yeah. what I mean? And mm-hmm. I guess to the rest of the world, Youngstown's just like a small little whatever. But uh, I got to say, man, ever since I moved here, like I lived in Columbus for about a year. And I met some really cool people in the beginning and stuff. But that year that I moved down there was 2020. Oh, so okay. you could imagine how that went. And Columbus is cool, but there's a lot of shady motherfuckers down there. There's a lot of, I mean, again, like, I, I don't know everybody, and this isn't a judgment on the entire scene, but there's a lot of people that are, like, very um, elitist kind of attitudes. And I think yep. you kind of get that with bigger cities. That Every time I go to a bigger city, you run into the group that's, you know, better than everyone else. And You get into the cliques. You, it happens in Cleveland. It happens in Pittsburgh. It yeah. happens in the Columbus. Everywhere. Yep. Yeah. But the one thing, like, I haven't really noticed that. I'm not saying it doesn't happen up here, but I haven't really noticed it in Youngstown. Like, we got some really incredible rappers coming to, like, our Help It shows. And, yeah. like, heart reacting anytime we're, like, doing anything with us. And, like, we're, we're supporting them. And, like, metal bands. And, like, there's a lot of, like, alternative rock bands. Like, my drummer and I went to, you know, that band. There's this band called uh, Where's Winona Now? Yeah, I know and Eric and, and Lucy and them. Yeah. Great people. And like, yeah. we went to go support them. Like, even though they're, oh, they're not the hardcore, whatever. It's like, no, fuck that. Like, they're good at music. And I support any, like, again, coming from where I'm from, I didn't have that option. You know, yeah. I can go see some really incredible, talented guitarists do some covers at the local bar on wing night. And that's great. I shit. I still go down to West Virginia specifically to do that sometimes. You know what I mean? It's a lot of fun. But like when it comes to like original music and like full bands doing something or, or rappers or whatever, like I just love the fact that everybody seems to just be more supportive of each other than anything. And, you know, 
And I like yeah. it that, that you feel that way too, because the, the first time I ever went to, well, you, you know, Eric, he mm-hmm. also does, uh, he runs uh, the Wickyards. Oh yeah, trust me. So real quick side note, w- one of the first places, we used to play in Chester, West Virginia all the time. Um, up on Route 30, there's a handful of bars and we played one more than the others, but like, that was, I mean, because it's literally five minutes down the road from East Liverpool, and that's mm-hmm. all there was around. And I didn't know there was a punk scene anywhere else. And that's we played with a bunch of metalcore bands because this is, you know, 2012, and that's what everybody else was doing. And we were the only maniacs running out and, like, jumping into the crowd and shit like that. We were the, <laughs> by far the worst band musically, but, like, we were up, the, like, we were always, like, a lot of people's, like, one of their favorite bands to go see. God, you would have fit we, in so you would have fit in so much with Nye being you, dude. Oh, dude, man, I, that would have been I, your spot, dude. Yeah, <laughs> but like we, uh, um, you know, and that was kind of how it was back then too. Like everybody was cool with each other for them. I mean, there were two of the better bands kind of had a weird feud, and I think there was like girls involved, and it was, you know, we were all like eighteen. So mm-hmm. it was all dumb, but like for the most part, we all supported each other down there, and that was a big thing that I tried to do was be real supportive of everybody. And so it's kind of just refreshing to move back up to the town and be like, oh yeah, that's kind of how I started. Like m- genre didn't matter, whatever. It's just about like supporting each other, and that's kind of the vibe. Young stuff, but anyway, so playing um the first place we got to play regularly was Boardman at Backyards and Billiards, Eric's the Proto Wickyards. Yeah, so, the, the 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 billiards and uh, right on two twenty four. Yeah, right on two twenty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, like um, the very first show that I caught there, um, um, Jackknife Power Bombs from Cleveland mm-hmm. played there, and I had been I had known that band for God, ten plus years at that point. Mm-hmm. But they had just got they had just got back together after you know a couple of years, of course, like the whole COVID shit and all that. But they had played, and I went to go see them. Well, after they were kind of like the headlining band, and after it was over, you know, you you know Paul Paul Goon, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he had Paul Goon. He's the man. Yeah, he, <laughs> he had like a hip hop thing. Yeah, like he had like a, like him and like another guy were rapping, and they brought out like this girl that was like singing hooks. Mm-hmm. I think it was like you, eucalyptus Jane or something like that. <laughs> but like That's they awesome. had like this whole thing going on, and I was just like, "Dude, this is fucking rad!" Like, yeah, like this is so cool that like I just got done watching, you know, guys in a hardcore band throw themselves around, and then now I'm listening to like this like. Like boom bap tribe called quest, like bap, like yeah, de la soul shit. And I'm just like lean back and and it was so fucking cool. And like every time I go to the wickyards, it's that kind of feeling. Like I've I've thrown a couple shows there. Yeah. One thing I I wanted to do is like I want all the bands to sound different. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things like mixed bill shows or something, you know, it I I tend to kind of avoid mixed bill shows because what my, in my experience, I think Wickyards is unique that it can't, it doesn't have to be that way there. That's yeah. like one of the only, literally the only place I've been to where it works, mm-hmm. um, which I think says a lot about Youngstown and Eric and the scene that kind of he created, cultivated, you know, but uh, yeah. um, mixed bill shows for us, we're usually, if we get on with anyone who's not like, real like cold concrete is heavier than us but like our energies match a lot better you know and so if we if we tend to get on with like you know lower intensity bands they're still great and i still enjoy them but it just like it tends to be like their fans show up for them and then leave and then our fans show up for us and don't watch and you know what i mean and it's yeah that's such a bummer too yeah and it's like i put this on so we all exposed each other to each other like if you like this you might like that it's a little different but and it just like it's it sucks that but people like what they like and they're there for what they're there for and you kind of got to give them what they want at a certain point yeah and Um, you know what and i and and and, and that happens i had just had a show at the at west side bowl yeah, um, I helped a buddy of mine. Uh, they they play in a, like a Ramones core style band. They're called Jerk. They're out of uh, Vegas. 
Okay. And I got a couple bands from around here. Like I got uh, the Snooky Heat Missiles. Okay, uh, I'm playing a show with them actually in a couple weeks. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, great guys. Um, yeah. Like, they were just like a ska band. And then I got the guys in a band called The Vermins. Okay. Um, they used to, uh, a couple of the guys are in the trades. If you ever heard the trades out of Cleveland, I have. I don't think I have no. And no, and 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 then I got it. Then there was another band from uh, Nashville called El Escapado. Oh, I've definitely heard of them. You yeah. definitely heard of them. Oh, dude, yeah, they, they got added to the bill later because they were just like coming through. Right, dude, dude. I tell you what, every band sounded different. But, mm-hmm. dude, that fucking show fucking ripped so much fucking ass. Yeah. The band, the show started at, like, a little bit after 8, and they didn't stop. They had to, like, tell us to wrap it up because they were, they were trying to close. Yeah. Dude, it was, it was fucking yeah. such a rad fucking show. Yeah. Like, 11 people were there. Yeah. On Tuesday night, and I was just like, dude, like, these bands just played... These bands just played like they, like they were playing to like hundreds of people, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's how you can tell they really love it. That's the one thing about Westside too. We played a Tuesday show there. Um, Crown of Thorns was supposed to come through, and I was so fucking bummed because oh, like, I remember of, that. I remember you posting something about yeah. Like, I was so stoked, man. Crown of Thorns, yeah. Crown of Thorns is like one of my all time favorite bands, and I guess they just fucking basically just fucked off the show. Like, oh no. So I think what happened, and I don't think it was them, um, Nate, and some people tend to think it was like touring management people, uh, and I and because I know Crown of Thorns was on tour at the same time with Agnostic Front. And Agnostic Front's probably not coming through Westside Bowl anytime soon. Probably in a few years, but not right now. These are come through night, Bingy. Let them know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, and I, I don't know what happened. And like, I'm still a huge Crown of Thorns fan. I, I don't give a shit. But like, yeah. I was all stoked for that, and I like, I was blasting it out. And like, even though it was on a Tuesday, I didn't give a shit. And it just when they no showed, Nate was like, "Dude, I'm so sorry." Like. And I'm like, well, don't, I'm not mad at you. Like, it just sucks. But, like, I'm not mad at anybody. Like, we're yeah. going to fucking do it anyway. And, man, we put on a show, and there's, like, a good, like, you know, 20, 30 people there still. You I was going to say, uh, you, had quite, you had quite a lineup outside of them, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fucking Wall Creeper and Cold Concrete. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. If if I'm off work, and, I'm well, if I'm off work, I'm going to just about anything I can. But, I will make a point. Like if Cold Concrete and fucking Wall Creeper are playing anywhere, I'm making a point to go. Oh, like absolutely. That, I, those are two of my favorite bands doing it right now. Big I, t- I love both of them. I tell you what, when I when I was put when I got all the songs together for the comp, and I was just like going through the tracks, and I'm like, this is gonna fucking kill, dude. <laughs> yeah, just the bands yeah. out of Youngstown or like Akron, <laughs> just that collection of bands alone. Yeah, I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Yeah, that's really something going on in Northeast Ohio. That's kind of why I moved up here, too. So, you know, ever since Mike, our newest our newest member, he's not that new anymore. But um, He's been with you guys for quite a number of years. He's Well, he just started, actually, like, beginning of 2021. Or, like, actually, like, halfway through last year. He's been, he's like, a little over a year now. Oh, I thought he joined before, before, uh, before COVID happened. No, so we were, so my brother Blake was the drummer forever, and and then, like, it just got to the point to where we were, like, starting to tour more, and, like, he loved and hated touring, you know what I mean? Like I get it. He loved, like, being out on the road with his boys and stuff, but he's just a homebody, you know? Mm-hmm. He, yep. He, and he's still, I mean, he's still kind of part of the band. He does, like, pretty much all our artwork, and, like, he helps me in so many background ways. He's... I, he's like our like unofficial manager in a way, almost. You know, That's he's awesome. still pretty much in spirit part of the band. Um, but you. then we got um, uh, Steve from uh, Body Farm. Okay. Um, he, we started jamming. We reached out. I was basically like in like this really weird, depressed funk after Blake because Blake's my brother, man. Like it just it wasn't working. But I knew, like, I was never going to give up on this dream. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm just going to keep it. I've already lapped what I wanted to do with this band, like, initially so many times that I'll never be that bitter old guy that, like, whoa. I but I'm just, like, seeing how far it can go at this point. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't done. And so Steve and I started bullshitting over Facebook. I was wanting to move out of East Liverpool anyway. 
just because I lived my whole life there. And I was like, I got to get out at some point. I resented living there for a while, actually. I got you. And then Steve and I, you know, Steve and I became, you know, friends. We played a show together forever, forever ago. And just kind of, I remember thinking he's a really good drummer. He's someone I'd like to try out. And like the fact that he lived in, you know, proximal to Columbus, um, started hitting him up. And then Alex and I for like, <laughs> for like years drove my big ass E350 van down like once or twice a week for practice. And, oh, wow. and I finally, finally, when I finally moved in down there, like we, our plan was to like all get a house together. And like, I got a job at Amazon in Columbus and, Mm-hmm. finally moved and I start crashing on this couch and then COVID hit and uh, I pretty much spend that whole year running for Amazon and sleeping on a couch that's shorter than me. I'm a pretty big guy. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, like, I feel you, man. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm, I'm way too big. For the, and I pretty much spent the whole year just fucking completely miserable. And then uh, once we moved back up here, I, I think Steve, once he joined body farm, his style of drumming like worked for us. But his style fits, like the style he wants to play and stuff, fits so much better with body form. And I think once we moved back up here, I mean, he, I'm not trying to beat smirch him or anything, but he lost interest in being in nervous aggression way before he actually quit. And he didn't even really quit. He like wanted to quit and I heard about it and I talked to him and that's kind of how that happened. I got you. Then you know, no hard feelings about that. Like, of course, the shit happens. We're, we're not the fucking military, dude. If you don't want to do it, I don't want to force anybody to do something they don't want to do. But uh, like, I, like, I hate when when band members leave bands and it, it they make it this big fucking thing. Ninety nine percent of the time, it's just people just don't want to do it anymore, man. It's, I think it's, it's just no the lack of emotional on. maturity. I can see that Steve has had and has way more fun with Body Farm. Outside of maybe five shows with us than he ever has with us, didn't, you know, Body, he, he, didn't Body Farm play th- that uh, Hell Is Ohio Fest? I'm not sure. I have no idea. You know, I don't really. So Alex, Alex plays our guitarist plays bass for them too. Oh, so, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, and so I don't really know them too well. Um, Alex can tell you, but I don't really know much about you know their whole thing. My buddy Brandon uh, runs. Uh, he he does the the Hell Is Ohio Fest. And he okay, does, yeah, uh, yeah. He does uh, Punkerton Records. Yeah, I can't. Remember. I think he invited us to do something. I don't know if it was that show or a compilation. And then, man, so I'm surprised we get on anything ever because we get. I'm not trying to you know break my arm, pat myself on the ass, but I fucking wake up almost every day with like several. Hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do you want to play this show? Do you want to go here? Do you want to? And it's like, it's hard to even keep. I try to at least, even if we're not going to do it, just be straight up with people and tell them we're not able to do it. Or, but that's like like, what you were. That's like that's how you did it when I asked you to do that hardcore show that I was doing. Yeah, yeah, and it's like if we're able to do it, nine times out of ten we're going to do it. But Mm -hmm. it's like we we get so many offers and then work schedules and. I'm trying to keep mental track of like everybody's everybody else's except Mike's work schedule is like Monday through Friday, but me and Mike work crazy shifts. Mm-hmm. And on top of like what we already have lined up coming down the pipe. Meanwhile, by the way, I I I just announced before this, uh, we we announced our EP release and our tour and everything. I'm glad you I'm I'm glad you wanted to say something because I wanted to talk about this too. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's it's really hard to keep track. We're getting to the point now to where like we actually need a real manager. So <laughs> if anybody out there is like a booking agent or a manager, I don't even know what what does what, but I need help. So if I don't know. Man, I'm wearing a bunch of hats. You want me to throw in the ring for your manager position? Uh, hell yeah! I mean, at this on. point, we'll take all the help we could get. We'll I'm take... running a label. I'm doing two podcasts. I'm fucking doing promotion for a bunch of different venues. Why the fuck? Yeah, let's be a manager. Yeah, it's man, it's overwhelming, but it's a labor of love, man. I love, dude. It, I love you know? it.
I feel bad too because I pissed. Everything moves so fast. I just woke up today and I pay, I'm not going to get into detail, but I pissed someone off that I really have so much respect for and appreciate. Doesn't, and it, like, doesn't that suck, dude? And it's doesn't like, man, and he has, and he has, a, he's right, man. I, I kind of, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, it's, it, I don't, I'm not mad at him for being mad at me. I think he might be overreacting a little bit, but, you know. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. I won't mention any names. Right. But, but, you 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 could relate to this story, yeah. So I uh I put out the comp, and I told and I sent messages to all the bands who were a part of the comp, going, "Hey, if you want copies, I'll throw you a couple copies. If you want a lot, I'll give them to you at cost. You know, if yeah. you want to take them on the road with you, whatever, dude. Like, I'll, right. you know, give me three bucks a copy, cool, man. Yeah. Go on the road, sell them for twenty dollars. I don't give a fuck, right? You know, so." You know, I I had a bunch of bands and stuff like that, and I had a buddy of mine who who plays at another band. I'm talking to him. We, we see each other down. We I go to Pittsburgh with him. We go see the Queers and the Dwarves down in Pittsburgh at the Craft House. Mm-hmm. So me and him are bullshit, and he tells me how like another guy in another band was pissed off at me. Oh, and, and I'm like, for what? And he goes, Yeah, like he, you know, he. I guess like you never like like let them know that the cds were in and if they could have any and stuff like that and like they were pissed off they heard the comp and they didn't think it was a real hardcore comp and was like all pissed on the label and he was like pretty much like fuck me and fuck my label and shit and i'm like whoa dude like i'm only trying to help the scene man that's what i'm saying at the end of the day you know you put your music on something and you know worst case scenario some new people are gonna find your band like i don't yeah i i i talked with people like that and it's like i try to be so neutral like all the like there's like i could probably count on one hand the amount of people in the entire music world that i don't that i actually like dislike there's a lot yeah. of people I don't really gel with and I don't get along with and I prefer to avoid. And, and the handful of people that I like yeah. actively dislike, it's it's all completely personal and because I'm a bit of a prick, mostly. So like mainly, but you know what you know what cracked me up, AJ, is like this dude, the dude that was talking shit, mm-hmm. knew of me for a long time. Like I'm 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 forty one. Mm-hmm. I've been a part of the scene, in and out of the scene since I was 16 17 years old yeah so i've run through these crowds i've run through these people i've hung out with the dudes and crowded turn i've hung out with the dudes and pop punk bands and and you know mm-hmm. what I'm, i i went through all the scenes in youngstown yeah so it's like to hear somebody talk shit and i'm just like dude all they had to do was hit me up and been like dude if they had a complaint hit me up yeah, you know what yeah. I, mean? I just want your band. I just want the bands to get heard, man. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not doing this for no fucking money. Yeah, yeah you know? shit. my brother Blake did a label thing for a little while, and he lost money. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, and I think I'm, that's I'm and running a label is is pretty much you know, it's it's a labor of love, just like being in a band. You're not gonna really you know, unless you know somebody who knows somebody who gets you on something. Like it's it's not really gonna. It's all love it's all you know and it Listen, could it get to a point happy. to where one day it pays for itself maybe a little extra but you know dude it made me fucking happy to know that i sent a hardcore comp to germany yeah and another another one of the comps to can a couple comps to canada some yeah. comps to to australia so these bands from around here are yeah. getting heard by some fucking dude in the outback yeah in australia right now yeah, and, and that's, that's all and I that's, was trying to do. Yeah, and the fact that like I have music out there just being listened to by anybody, let alone you know around the world, it means a lot to me. You know, we got we get people from overseas hitting us up. You know, there's a handful of people specifically who are like really big fans of us and want us to come out for like the UK and Australia, and it's like dude, I would absolutely love to. Dude, I jump all over that. <laughs> I think I think we'll, we'll we'll get something happening down the line. Right now, we're trying to really establish ourselves in the U.S. more. I but I think, yeah, I think I think once we do that, overseas is the next step. I tell you what, the one thing I've noticed about the Youngstown scene, whether it was bands like Crowd Deterrent or like my buddy JD playing a band from there for a long time called Johnny Three. Mm-hmm. Those they were like a Brabone score pop punk style. 
Right. The bands from around here do really good in Europe. Like, they do really good in Germany. They do really big in France and Spain. And, like, it's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is about our scene, but, like, people really love it over there. Yeah. Hey, take it. (laughs) I don't ask too many questions. I just take it, you know. Hell, yeah. Well, be- before I let you go, I just wanted to share that story with you because I-, I felt like you-, you you could understand just, like, pissing people off and you don't even realize you piss them yeah. off. Yeah. It- it's-, it's a bummer. It's And like I said, I wasn't going to – I'm not going to out them because I-, I Yeah, like I can't. to hit the person up and be like, dude, I think there was just a serious – yeah, there's and there's some really. I I have come across some people in the scene who are like actually bad people, like actually yeah. genuinely shitty people. But I'm not one for like call out posts and you know. Me either. I, I mean, if they're like actually, again. if they're like actually dangerous, like some guys out there, like you know, have horrible reputations with women. I'll say, and yeah, they're pretty much taken care of in their own scene. Like I don't need to like even give the guy fucking any kind of extra attention because he'd probably just get off on it but yeah i, I you know that that's shit. different like, that's I'm totally different that shit. like if they were coming through youngstown i would definitely blast it out and like do everything i could to stop this but outside of that like i have personal problems with people i have people that i think just are shitty people uh or just whatever but i'm never gonna like as long as you're not actually a bad person as long as it's just personal like i'm never gonna do anything to like step in the way of them creating music and doing what they love to do because like me i would be devastated if someone tried to like get in the way of me doing my thing you know and you and know what just and, over some beat you know and you know what and I'm, I'm the type of person that like like i said like i'm older i like i'd like to be able to reach out to the person and be like dude i think there was a communication problem dude like whatever yeah. you want like how could we make this shit go better because i want to keep supporting these bands I yeah. want to keep supporting the scene. I want to keep bringing awareness to it, and I'm not going to fucking stop doing it. Yeah, there's a there's a reason why I'm moving to Youngstown. I'm not just moving to Youngstown because it's the cool hit place to fucking be. Mm-hmm. It's because I want my hub to be here. I want my yeah. focus to be around here. That's why I moved here too. You know, yeah. I I just I believe I believe in this area and I believe in the scene. I, I was talking to um the rapper Cuddy. I, Cuddy Dales. I've met him before. He's a great guy and I love his music. Uh, oh, yeah. He's got an album coming out soon. I don't remember the date. But if anyone listening, keep an eye out for Cuddy, Cuddy Dales just to chat. Uh, he's great. Uh, oh, for if sure. You're, if you're into shit like J. Cole or anything smooth like that, like you're going to like him. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I but I was, just, I was just, yeah, I was just bullshitting with him the other day, just t- pretty much talking about the same thing. And I was telling him, like, dude, I, I really do think Young sounds up next. Like, it's only a matter of time. Like, it's starting to really build. And the fact that we're all out here supporting each other, like, it's only a matter of time. I feel the same. Like, I remember, yeah. like, I, I had I had uh, caught a scene. Like, how I started the label was, was my buddy Mike, who, who plays in letters. And yeah. I caught a, uh, it was a their reunion show at a, at a, a garage show in Hermitage. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, it was letters, Gatlin, Neighbor Dan, Meat Department, Tough Cuffs, and I think that might have been a lot of, I hope I'm not missing another band. But I remember that night going, and I knew a couple of those bands were affiliated with the Youngstown area. Yeah, And I remember saying to Mike, I was like, dude, we should start a label. Like, I'm, I'm tired of bands getting away that aren't getting hurt. Like, people need to hear these bands. Yeah, they're, they're, and then I started going back to Youngstown scenes. Like, of course, when everything started to get lifted, I'm like, "There's something really fucking special going on right now." There's, yeah, there's something like you can feel like not to sound corny, but like you kind of feel the electricity in the air. Like something's going on. Yeah, and I like I want and I and I looked and I told my buddy Mike. I said, "Dude, I I want to document this as 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 much as I can." Like I want to, I want to get as many bands to to play out, to to push them, to get people to hear these bands. Because like I'm, I'm tired of bands not being heard. Like why can't, why can't these bands be heard just as much as somebody from California or New York are? Right. Like what's stopping them from being heard? <clears throat> right. 
And I, I wasn't gonna let I wasn't gonna let what was going on around here just be another phase of Youngstown folklore mm-hmm. and go away at the fucking Buffalo. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's you know, it, it is an important time too, I think. I think there's just a lot of things happening and the stars are aligning. Um I agree. Obviously, biggest thing to happen in the city is nervous aggression making it their home base. Exactly. That's what all started it, man. Yeah, that's what started it is us and nobody else. Nobody else, just you. Just us. I did everything. Nope, it was nobody but nervous yeah. aggression that did it. Well, nobody heard a crowd that's here until they heard a nervous aggression. I'm, I, I knew they know. were starting They've been doing it longer, out. technically, I guess. <laughs> Be so excited. You, 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 you got discombobulated. I just, like, I quit touching the street. Now, I just think about the comedy of like shitting on like one of the, my biggest influences of all time and then ending the interview without even promoting what we're doing next. Yeah. Like that would, that would be the fucking way to end this. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So before, before I fucking start getting all excited and flailing around again, we're a band called Nervous Aggression. If you haven't heard of us, if you have heard of us and you follow us, which you should follow us, Nervous Aggression on Facebook, Nervous at Nervous Aggression Official on Instagram. We don't fucking do Twitter. Um, we got God, an EP. Yeah, we got an EP coming out called uh, Friends, and it's about friends, all aspects of friendship: the good, the bad, the ugly, the sad. Um, but you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I think a lot of people say this, but I really mean this. I am by far and away more proud of this batch of songs than I have been of anything. Maybe this is Ragecore is the only other thing that is like up on this EP's level. Um, wow. It's coming out on August 31st, which is going to be day one of our tour. And speaking of our tour, uh, day one will be August 31st in Chester, West Virginia, back to where it all began. Then we'll be going down to Winston-Salem, North Carolina. At, I believe it's called, I should have pulled this up. I think it's called Monster Cave. Then our home away from home, Atlanta, Georgia, at the Catacombs. Then we'll be at a place called Belly Up in NOLA, Pink Pit in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, Vino's in Little Rock, Arkansas. Pills and DIY in Chicago, and then to end it all, September 10th, back home in Youngstown at Cedars for our homecoming show. Which so that'll be if you're the, in any uh, of those yeah. if you're in any of those cities, come check us out. You won't be disappointed. We're fucking loud. We're rowdy. We throw beer everywhere, and uh, yeah, it should be a good fucking time. That sounds like an incredible fucking show, and I and I'm so happy for you with this EP. I've been, oh, I've been following the news that have been going on, and I and I saw when you posted the release date on it and, and the tour dates as well. Yeah, and I, I, I'm 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 happy for you. I'm happy for the band. Um, I implore anybody who's listening to check these guys out. If you're if you're a fan of unapologetic fucking kick down the door hardcore beer swirling hardcore, uh, we're like the Stone Cold Steve Austin of punk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a fan of, if you're a fan of wrestling, you'll like. It. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, yeah, I'm. I'm just. Uh, you know, we're getting to a point now to where things are really starting to pick up for us, and uh, I, I, I got to give a lot of. I began to say it earlier. Our new drummer, Mike. You know his his enthusiasm and excitement for this band. Kind of, I feel like I, I'm not just speaking for myself because I've talked to Alex and Kyle about it too. You know, we were all in it. We were all serious, but it just kind of like re-energized us. Awesome. It was like changing the batteries and stuff. And like, we're just, we've been going so hard for this past maybe, what, year, year and a half now with Mike. And I just, I wouldn't change it for the fucking world. I, I think we're finally have come into our own. And I'm just so excited to share what we've been working on with the world. And I, and I, and I knew something was coming when I, when I listened to the song, uh, the, uh, the Stage is Ours. Yeah, that was, and that was literally, we just threw that together, like, hey, welcome the new drummer, and that was, like, on a win, so. Dude, that was such a good fucking song, dude, and I knew yeah. when you were, when you when you announced that you guys were working on the EP, I was like, dude, if it's anything like that, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna keep, it's gonna kick people's teeth in, man, it's, it's gonna fucking, be fucking awesome. I appreciate that, man, and I, I'm not trying to be cocky, but I agree with you. I, I really do think that, you know, I don't think it's cocky to say. We've been doing this a really long time. We fucking work really fucking hard. And uh, 
I'm proud of what we do, and I'm proud to say that, yeah, we're a pretty goddamn solid band, and there's very few things you could do better on a Friday or Saturday night than come see us if you're into that sort of thing. Fuck you yeah, know? dude. I'm not saying we're better than anybody else because we're not better than anybody who has the balls to get up there on stage and do their thing, but I am saying we are pretty fucking good at what we do. So mm-hmm. if you're into hardcore, hardcore punk, come see us. You will not be disappointed. I 100% agree, and I want to li- I want to tell the listener, please, like AJ said, check out Nervous Aggression on Instagram and Facebook. You also, can- Spotify and Bandcamp, YouTube, all that. Spotify, Bandcamp, YouTube, all that. Also, go to this is just a uh, phase uh, uh, Facebook group. I'll be posting their uh, tour dates uh, when this episode comes out. I'll put the tour dates on all that on that and Instagram. Uh, so everybody has those dates uh, and when to catch you as you're coming through. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Thank you for everything. Thanks for having me on. And not a problem, AJ. Hey, man, you enjoy the rest of your night, and I'll be chatting with you later on, man. Absolutely, man. Take care. Hey, you too, brother. Bye. Peace. Mm-hmm.